welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Mark Twain once said, the difference between the right word and the almost right word is the difference between lightning and the lightning bug. A stranger was walking down a residential street and noticed a man struggling with a washing machine at the doorway of his house. When the newcomer volunteered to help, the homeowner was overjoyed and the two men together began to work and struggle with the bulky appliance. After several minutes of fruitless effort, the two stopped and just stared at each other in frustration. They looked as if they were on the verge of total exhaustion. Finally, when they had caught their breath, the first man says to the homeowner, we'll never get this machine in there. To which the homeowner replied, in? I'm trying to move it out of here. It's true, isn't it? Communication is crucial. The epistle of James talks about communication. James addresses the problem and gives us a one-line lesson. You've probably heard of the one-minute manager. Well, here is a five-second lesson in communication. The lesson is stated in five seconds. We learn and live it over a lifetime. Nothing ever learned about communication exceeds the wisdom of James. Listen to James, chapter 1, verse 19. Know this, my dear brothers and sisters, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to grow angry. Now let's spend some time now with this practical lesson in communication. Did you notice that James mentions hearing before he talks about speaking? Now, does that mean that listening is more important than speaking? I don't know. But what I do know is that most of us talk more than we listen. The website Inc.com ran an article entitled Seven Smart Reasons You Should Talk Less and Listen More. The article begins by asking the question, how much talking do you do on an average day and how much listening? If you're like most people, the answer is not enough. Most people tend to treat conversation almost like a competitive sport in which the person who says the most or makes the cleverest point or persuades the others of an opinion or even speaks the longest and the loudest is the winner. And all of us fall into this trap. All of us find ourselves interrupting or speechifying and insisting and, 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 and coming up with witticisms all to support our point of view or to display our superior knowledge. But if you stop and think about it, though, this approach is the opposite of the one we really should take. In most conversations, the person who speaks least benefits most 
and the person who speaks most benefits least. Here's why. Seven reasons. Number one, knowledge is power. In fact, in our information-driven world, how much you know makes more difference to your long-term success than how much money you have or almost anything else. A person who is talking is giving away information. Point number two, you won't reveal anything you'll later regret. If you don't share a piece of information today, you can always share it tomorrow. Conversely, if you do share a piece of information today, you can never take it back again. Number three, you won't say anything dumb. Abraham Lincoln said, better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak out and remove all doubt. Number four, you won't use up your material. Most of us have a limited supply of interesting personal anecdotes, experiences, and pearls of wisdom. Inevitably, we wind up using the same ones over and over. Stories feel freshest and have the most impact when someone is hearing them for the very first time. By saving yours for the right moment, you give them the most power. Point number five, the person who's doing the talking will feel understood and cared about. Most people go through life wishing to be listened to more. Well, so by listening rather than talking, you're giving something valuable to that person who's speaking. Point number six, you may gain inside information. It's almost always true that the less you say, the more information the person you're speaking with will share. And finally, point number seven, when you do speak, people will listen. If you constantly share your opinions, no one will seek them out. If you only say what you're thinking on occasion or only make a point one time instead of over and over, your words are likely to have more weight. So, think about it. Listen more, talk less. But the second thing is that for all of us, we all need someone who listens and hears us. So often, listening and hearing do not happen between persons, despite all of the talk and all of the emphasis placed on communication today. You know, our technology has provided us a means to listen in the depths of the ocean, listen to distant planets, even look and listen to a baby in the womb. We can listen to plants, to our brain waves, but seldom do we listen to each other. All of us need someone who listens and hears us. Now, in studying the earthly life of Jesus, reported in the Gospels, we're deeply touched with his marvelous ability to listen. While his disciples were arguing and talking, 
Jesus was listening to the deeper needs of them and, and of the people whom they encountered. Jesus traveled the same roads and village streets as his contemporaries, yet he heard and he saw needs which no one else seemed to notice. His authentic love for people motivated him to listen not only to words, but to the nonverbal communication. He was constantly meeting people at a point of need, whether it was the Samaritan woman at the well or Zacchaeus up in a tree. Jesus listened. All of us, we all need someone to listen and hear us. But what about talking? James says that we are to be slow to talk. How did he put it? Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to grow angry. Here's a story. There was a plumber who wrote to the National Bureau of Standards. Listen, he said. He found that hydrochloric acid opens plugged pipes quickly and he asked, well, whether or not it was a good thing for a plumber to use. A scientist at the Bureau replied as follows. The uncertain reactive processes of hydrochloric acid placed pipes in jeopardy when alkalinity is involved. The efficiency of this solution is disputable, but the corrosive residue is incompatible with metallic permanence. Well, the plumber, he wrote back thanking the Bureau for telling the, him that his method was all right. Well, the scientist was disturbed about the misunderstanding and showed the correspondence to his boss, who was another scientist, who immediately wrote back to the plumber. Hydrochloric acid generates a toxic and noxious residue which will produce submuriate invalidating reactions. Consequently, some alternative procedure is preferable. The plumber gets the letter, writes back, and said he agreed with the Bureau. Hydrochloric acid works just fine. Greatly disturbed. The two scientists now, they take their problem to the top boss. The next day, the plumber receives this telegram. Don't use hydrochloric acid. It eats the heck out of pipes. That brings us to the second part of our scripture lesson in James chapter 1, verse 26. If those who claim devotion to God don't control what they say, they mislead themselves. Their devotion is worthless. You know, James here is simply saying that if people don't control their tongues, well, then their religion is useless. But then in chapter 3, he goes even further than that. Always skillful with language and metaphor, he boldly announces in verse 6, James 3, verse 6, the tongue is a small flame of fire. It has the ability to poison the entire body. He uses two colorful messages to talk about the tongue. 
he, he then mentions bits in a horse's mouth and the rudder of a ship. The words, he, he, he uses it this way in, in uh, James 3, verses 3 and 4. When we bridle horses and put bits in their mouths to lead them wherever we want, we can control their whole bodies. Consider ships. They are so large that strong winds are needed to drive them, but pilots direct their ships wherever they want with a little rudder. These pictures illustrate two important lessons. First, when we control our tongues, all the rest of our lives are under control. And two, if we don't control our tongues, every part of our life is threatened. The picture that James gives is that of a vast forest that is set aflame by a very small fire. No wonder, James says, be slow to speak. If we are slow to talk, we will more likely, we are more likely to fulfill two essentials of integrity and communication. One, we will say what we mean. How important that is? Well, you know, when people listen so little, when they listen to us, it's important that we have said, what we have said is exactly what we mean. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12 and in verse 36, I tell you that people will have to answer on judgment day for every useless word they speak. The Apostle Paul admonishes Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 20, Timothy, protect what has been given to you in trust. Avoid godless and pointless discussions and the contrary claims of so-called knowledge. We need to control the tongue. We need to discipline the tongue by being slow to talk and say what we mean. There's too much at stake in our relationships not to say what we mean. Then there is this, the second possible outcome of disciplining our tongue and being slow to speak. Not only will we say what we mean, we will mean what we say. There's an old story out of Texas about a bank robber by the name of George Rodriguez who operated along the border at the turn of the century. He was so notorious that the Texas Rangers developed a special posse to catch him. Sure enough, one day, a Texas Ranger saw George Rodriguez cross the Rio Grande into Mexico and trailed him at a discreet distance until he came to a little village. Rodriguez entered a cantina and sat down. The ranger slipped in behind him, put a gun to his head and said, I know you are George Rodriguez and I've come to get back all of the money that you have stolen from the banks of Texas. Unless you tell me where the money is, I'm going to blow your head off. Well, there was one problem. Rodriguez could not speak English and the Texas Ranger, he couldn't speak a word of Spanish. 
What you have now is a classic case of language barriers. Well, it happened that there was a man standing by who was bilingual. He stepped forward and said, I'll translate for you. The ranger agreed. The man explained in Spanish what the ranger had said, that unless George told him where the money was, he was going to blow his head off. Well, you can imagine how George felt, the gun poised at his head. So George answers in Spanish, tell the ranger that I've not spent a cent of the money. I tell him to go to the well in the center of town, face north, and count five stones down in the inside of the wall of the well. That stone will be loose. If he will remove it, he will find all of the money behind the stone. Tell him quickly before he kills me. Well, the story says the translator turned to the Texas Ranger and said in perfect English, George Rodriguez is a very brave man, and he said he's not afraid to die. Communication is so important, and to really communicate, we must say what we mean and mean what we say. Only our actions prove we mean what we say. Someone said rightly that it is easier to believe than to be, which means it's always easier to talk about Jesus than it is to follow him. It's easier to discuss love than it is to share it. It's easier to make promises than it is to keep them. We can talk a lot about loyalty and honesty and, and generosity and commitment to Christ, but when decisions must be made and action is called for, it's then that we prove if we really mean what we say. Listen again to James, chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. Blessing and cursing come from the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, it just shouldn't be this way. Both fresh water and salt water don't come from the same spring, do they? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree produce olives? Can a grapevine produce figs? Of course not. And fresh water does not flow from a salt water spring either. That's a very clear picture. Our actions just determine whether we mean what we say. James, he views the words of a person, the tongue, which is shorthand for the words, as a barometer of the person's whole being. It gives the temperature of one's heart. And so, just as Jesus said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, James is saying that our words should bless our brothers and sisters instead of cursing them. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 29 through 32. Don't let any foul words come out of your mouth. Only say what is helpful when it is needed for building up the community so that it benefits those who hear what you say. Don't make the Holy Spirit of God unhappy. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Put aside all bitterness, losing your temper, anger, shouting, 
slander along with every other evil. Be kind, compassionate, and forgiving to each other in the same way God forgave you in Christ. Communication isn't easy under the best of circumstances, so we need to be intentional. We need, one, to say what we mean and say it clearly, and two, we need to mean what it is that we say. David Halberstam, the famous journalist, tells of a friend who was visiting Japan, reminded that taxi drivers often did not speak English and that it was a good idea to carry with him something bearing the imprint of his hotel in Japanese, the friend picked up a small box of matches as he left the hotel. It had the name and address of his hotel. Well, later, when he had finished his tour of the city, he climbed into a taxi and produced the box of matches for the driver, pointing to the address of his hotel printed on the box. The driver's face lit up as if he had just got the point, and he quickly sped away. Half an hour later, he brought the car to a screeching halt, turned and beamed to his passenger, and pointed out the window. It was not the passenger's hotel, but a match factory. He had not gotten the address off the box. He knew what the box was. Matches. Let me share with you a prayer I came across just recently because I think it's worth sharing here. Listen to it. It says, Lord, make my words sweet and tender, for I may have to eat them tomorrow. We've all had that experience, haven't we? Our words coming back to haunt us. Everyone, James wrote, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to grow angry. Let's pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you for your mercies, your grace, your kindness, your forgiveness. Father, I pray that through your Holy Spirit, you will perfect our communication, that what we say reflects who we are, that who we are will be transmitted through how we speak. May we listen more, talk less, and be slow to anger. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to that point in our program where we have our special offer for our viewers. Each and every week, we like to offer you a resource something that you know you can read something that you can use to better understand you know god and his will for your life and uh, today we're offering two special editions of the signs of the times magazine one is entitled the benefits of belief and the other is our amazing universe beyond imagination We'd like to send these to you as a gift. There's no cost whatsoever on your part or any kind of commitment expected from you. 
these magazines will arrive at your home postage paid. No obligation on your part whatsoever. We just want to share them with you because we believe there's important information that can help you in your journey in life. Well, if you'd like to receive these two magazines, listen carefully now to the information we're about to give you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we leave, I want to remind you of a few things. The website, l4ltv.com. You know, we could really use your help in getting the word out about our program. And one of the great ways of doing that is referring your friends and family to the website, l4ltv.com. There's a tab there that says previous programs. All of the previous programs are there and they can, they can follow our program. They can watch it from our YouTube channel through the previous programs tab. There is an archived sermons tab. So different lectures I've given in different places. And, you know, some interesting topics there that you can use to, to better understand the Bible. Uh, and there's a live appearances tab where it'll show you where I will be appearing live. And if I'm out where you are, why not come out and, and introduce yourself? And then there's a donate today tab. And, we are a charitable organization and uh, we, we survive on the donations of our viewers and friends and family. I draw no salary from this program. All of the money that comes in goes directly to keeping the program on the air, covering the studio time, paying for the gifts we send out. And so if you feel so impressed to make a donation, you will get a charitable donation receipt for income tax purposes. You can do that on the Donate Today tab. On social media, follow me on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. Uh, every morning, 6.30 in the morning, Eastern Time, a one-minute devotional goes out, which becomes a great way of you starting your day focused on things of God. You can also visit and like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash L4L Television. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can now download an audio of this program on SoundCloud. Go to the website, previous programs, download on SoundCloud. It's right there on the previous programs tab. Before we go, I'm almost out of time. The humanitarian side of our, of our ministry, 
missionnowcanada.com. We are doing some amazing work overseas. Why not join us on an upcoming mission trip? Check out the website, missionnowcanada.com for information. We are all out of time. I hope we get a chance to do this next time. I hope you'll be here. I will be praying that that's the reality. We'll see you back here then next time. God bless.